0: All right. Well, Father, we just thank you for your word. It is a lamp unto our feet. And so, Lord, we want to hearken unto your voice. And so we humble ourselves before you today and before your word. And we give you permission to speak speak truth to us. Go ahead and say that. Say, Father, I give you permission to speak truth to me. Expose Expose any area area of my life life that is walking contrary contrary to to your word. In Jesus' name, amen. That's a dangerous prayer. That's a dangerous prayer. Yeah, I tricked you. You prayed it. The Bible says... That unless two be in agreement, they can't walk together. Amos 3.3. 3. So listen, God wants to walk with you. Church, God wants to walk with you. But he says we have to be in agreement. Uh-oh. Listen, God's not going to change his mind to walk with you. Who has to change their mind? Who has to come into agreement? (laughs) That's you. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. His law, his precept, all those things. He's not changing his mind to walk with you. It's an invitation for you to walk with him. But unless you be in agreement, you won't be able to walk together. So if there be any area of our lives that are walking contrary, for me, let it be exposed. Let the Lord correct me, because I want my whole life. I don't want any area of my life to walk contrary to the Lord. Amen? Amen? Amen. Because the Lord is good. (laughs) He's like leaving a part of my life outside of the goodness of God. I don't want that. See, if we have a view of God as a, as a negative view, then there'll be areas of our lives that we might want to leave out. But once we know how good he is, then it's like, no, no, no. Every part of my life better get in line because I want all of it to come under the blessing and the favor of God. Because he, this God, is, he's called the existing one, the living one. What did the, the apostle say? You killed the author of life. But God raised him from the dead. This one brings life. Any area of your life that's not near to him doesn't have life. Has that which is contrary to life. We know what that is. I want to talk today about breaking the rebellious spirit. Breaking the spirit of rebellion. It got quiet real quick, didn't it? Set. <laughs> it got quiet real quick. Okay the oldest sin there is is the sin of rebellion. I want you to see the original sin, whether it's Satan or Adam and Eve, is rebellion. And there's not one person in this room that hasn't acted upon this sin. Not one of you, me included. So I'm speaking to everyone in the room. There's not one person in this room that hasn't acted upon this sin. Anytime your life is walking contrary in any way to this, you're in rebellion. So, re- what is rebellion? Rebellion is to rise up against a given authority, and there is no authority higher than this. You can think there is, but at the end, when you stand before the white throne of judgment, you'll go, Dang it. (laughs) Turns out it was all true. There's the great I am sitting on his throne. There's the lamb of God, the lion from the tribe of Judah, the one whose hair is white as snow, whose eyes are like fire, whose voice is like thunder. It's all true. And for those who had hearkened unto his voice, it'll be a good day. Because it's called the good and dreadful day. (laughs) For those who had hearkened and those who had, 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 had delighted themselves in the law of the Lord, that day is a good day. They're looking forward to that day. Um, that's a bad analogy. I'll leave it out. I was going to go somewhere, but <laughs> we could take it the wrong way, but I don't want to do that. You know, because that day will be a day of reward for some. The Bible says that our deeds follow us. In, in, in Revelation, it says that blessed are those who die from here on out, it says. For they rest from their labors, and the reward follows them. I like that. Go ahead and say, we like that. Yeah. That somehow, at this point now, following the Lord, we could be called blessed even when we die. Because we rest from our labor, our toil, and our reward shall follow us. So that day will be a joyful day for some. That's why I always joke. I said, take me to heaven. Take me to heaven. I want to see all my friends. I want to see the king of kings. I want to put off this old body and take on a new one. So I'm not afraid of death. I'll rest from my work and I'll receive my reward. But for those who choose to walk contrary to the word of God and to the Lord. You know, he is his word. So we say, oh, I love the Lord. Then you can say the same thing. I love his word. Because the word was made flesh. So if you like Jesus, just know you like the word. And if you don't like the word of God, then don't say you like Jesus. Because he is his word. You want to know how to please him, how to walk with him. It's all right here. The Bible has a whole lot to say against rebellion. And the the beginning of rebellion is just disobedience. I want you to see that we once all walked according to that way. But we shouldn't walk anymore. Ephesians chapter 2 says this, verse 1. That you were made alive. You were dead in your trespasses and sin. And once you once walked according to. You once were walking in your trespasses and in your sin. He says, of the course of this world. So your trespasses, your sins, you walked in it. He says, that's just the course of this world. According to who? The prince of the power of the air. Who is that? Satan. So you once walked in accordance to his will, basically. And the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedient. Disobedience. This is Satan. He says, you, you walked according to the prince of the power. There's power. Satan has power. It's not as great as the power that lives inside of us. But Satan has power, and that power is residing in the sons of disobedience. Did you hear that? So everyone that I know in the church wants to be blessed. They want to come under the blessing. But if you're in rebellion, which is the throne which Satan first sat on, and you sit on that throne now of rebellion, can you expect that God will be, bring blessing? God will not bring blessing against on that throne or on that power. So we must recognize when we're living according to that, and the Bible gives us clear instructions. Repent. Turn away from it. And come in and walk according to the truth. He says, Among whom also we all once were conducted ourselves in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh, of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath. We were children of, those who are the sons of disobedience are the children of wrath. But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he has loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, we were made alive together with Christ. That was verse 4 and 5. Verse 10 For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for. Good work. We, you are made to do good work. To walk in a good way. Which God prepared beforehand for, that you should walk in them. See the imagery of walking? We can either walk as sons of disobedience. Or walk in accordance to the good work that God has prepared. To do that we must walk according to his word. Amen? Amen. Jesus said follow me. He is his word so he's saying follow my word. Follow me. Follow my direction. Verse 19. Now therefore you are no longer strangers or foreigners. You're not sons of disobedience anymore. Amen. Because of his great love. Remember? But fellow citizens with the saints. Who are saint Holy ones. And members of the household of God. And are being built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Jesus and Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom the whole is being built. I want you to see this. You're being built, being. You're in process. And fitted together. You're not fit together yet. You're not you're not perfect yet in the sense of the process growing, you're in process of growing into a holy temple in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place for God and His Spirit. Amen? So I want you to see the process you're on. You're being built. Now, two chapters from here, you'll see this this same language being used again. That Jesus gave some to be apostles and prophets. We just saw that. They're the foundation. They're the ones building the foundation all over the earth. All over the earth. That every work is still being established by apostles and prophets. Amen? It should follow the blueprint that was originally given. Paul says, if anyone changes this blueprint, let him be cursed. Paul. On <laughs> the words, Paul. So, so that you can be built on that foundation and be built up to become a holy temple for God to dwell. You're not finished, church. You're still being worked on. And the Bible says, the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor is given to equip the saints for the work of ministry, to edify and to build up to maturity so that you'll be knitted together every part doing its work. So this is still happening. And God has given a government to minister to you, to build you up. Amen? But we're supposed to walk according to his word. No longer in disobedience. So I want to give a couple of the the authorities that God has laid as a part of his government that I want you to be very aware of. Because today... I'm just going to go through how maybe some of us have rebelled so we can repent. Amen. Amen. So because if we haven't heard the word, then then we haven't had an opportunity to be to be pruned. Amen. What does pruning do? Produces more fruit, the proper fruit. But if there be any negative fruit from the power of the air, let it be removed so that God can produce his fruit. Amen. Highest level of authority, Yahweh, Jesus, Holy Ghost, Word of God. Amen? This is the highest level of authority. This is above any president, anything like that. The highest level of authority. We see Nebuchadnezzar leading one of the largest kingdoms the earth has ever seen. And he says, Look what I have done. What happened? What happened the second he said that? Turned into a cow. Went to a madman and started eating like a cow in the, in, the, in the fields. Look what I have built. He disregarded the one who gave it to him. And he turned to a madman. The highest level of authority is the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost and his word. Amen. Amen. And then he gives to us. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. This, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 says, Apostles, then prophets, then workers of miracles, evangelists, and he goes on, okay? And he has given a government to his church. And then he gives government to nations. But we see at times where nations go against God and those who are in God's government. Say, no, thank you. Daniel served Nebuchadnezzar, served these men, these rulers of nations, and he did it faithfully to God. He served them faithfully. I want you to see this. You can serve even wicked people faithfully. Wow. Come on. He served wicked people faithfully. And when they said, no prayer, he said, "Wow, well, <laughs> I can't do that. He said, well, we're going to have to throw you in the lion's tent. He says, that's fine. The lions were like, whoa, you don't look too tasty. The glory of the Lord is on this one. <laughs> Radshak, Meshach, and Abednego. Said, they said to them, bow and, and worship this statue. And they said, we cannot. We're going to throw you into the fire. They said, you can do that. We believe our God will rescue us. And even if he doesn't, we shall not bow. We can't do it. We can't follow that command. We've been serving faithfully to you, but this thing we cannot do. Okay? So there's moments where we see that, but we all like to use that. Most of you probably need to repent from times where you thought you were disobeying government authorities when it really wasn't what you, it wasn't Rad They didn't say worship an idol. Okay? And you're like, well, I have an example over here, so I don't have to do anything. That's not true. Romans 13 says it's not true. God placed even those who rule over nations in their place. And even Herod, who says, oh, they say, oh, it's the voice of a God. And he's like, yeah, yeah, it is. Drop dead. Worms ate him. So even this wicked man was still under God. And when he tried to go against it, died. So there's still even this recognition that we don't have to do any lawless thing that they tell us to do, but they have been given a position and that they're to to be given honor. So when someone talks to me about Biden or any of that, I said, listen, I, I can have a different party that I chose to vote for and not with my words speak death upon this one. I can pray. Daniel was a great example of that. Okay. So we have those apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher ruling with God over his body. Then we have in the household, the family, the husband is given the covering over the family. People today would like to change this. We in cartoons and movies make the fathers the dumbest person in the family. Homer Simpsons, right? Just a big dummy. And our society is trying to destroy respect for husbands. The American spirit might be a spirit of rebellion. Our nation was born out of it, and we're so proud of it. Be careful what you're proud of. So, so we 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 don't listen to our husbands. We don't listen to those that God has given. God recognizes as the head. Now, husbands, that, is a, that should cause a feeling of, 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 of heaviness of, uh, in a good way, a, a glory, the word glory, kavod, of, of honor, that that position should be taken very carefully with fear and trembling before the Lord of how to cover your family, how to protect for your family, how to provide for your family, okay? You're given that role. Don't misuse it. Wives are to submit to their husbands. Children are supposed to submit and respect and honor their parents. What happens if they do? The Bible says they will be blessed and have a a, a long life, and it shall go well with them. We like that. But when we disobey that, it's it's a rebellion against the authority God has put in our lives. And many in this room, If I not say all in this room probably need to repent for times they rebelled against the authority God put in their life through their parents. Amen. So we see these levels of God's government. You can like it or not like it. It doesn't matter. God's not going to change his mind. If we have sinned, we have an advocate in Christ Jesus. This is the good news. It's not to beat you down, to make you feel terrible. I've spoken to some even in the last two weeks to husbands who were not taking their position. So their wife had to be, in a sense, a Deborah. We know Deborah was a judge over Israel. I do not believe that it was God's intent that Deborah would have to do that. But it says no men would. So God says, okay, I'll rise up a woman. I can be mighty through any, but it's his desire that he would be mighty through men. This is not a negative thing towards women. If we understand the beauty of the word of who God is, then we'll see the beauty of it. That a a woman should be treated a certain way. God has a desire for her to be treated with tenderness and love. That she doesn't have to be that. That the man can hold that position and the, and the wife hold this position and the children receive both natures of God. Amen? Yes. There's a beauty in this thing. It's not a negative thing. But it can bring upon your life when you go contrary things you do not want. So many times, in this house we pray for healing and deliverance every week. So ready? This morning prayed for that. And sometimes... In that prayer, we recognize things are not moving. Things, things are being stubborn and do not want to leave. And we go, oh, God didn't have healing for me today. Oh, God didn't have deliverance for me today. No. Oftentimes what happens is, is the root of why it's there has not been dealt with. So in a sense, even if by power and anointing we make it leave, you still have a mindset that it's okay to live the way you've been living. So you'll invite it right back. Okay? to go into some passages. I want to show you what the Bible feels about rebellion and the different ways we do it. I'm just giving a 101 this morning. This this isn't going to be an exhaustive thing. I wish there's more written about it in by um, some of our fathers in the faith. It's all through from Genesis to Revelation. It's It's the biggest thing the Bible talks about in the area of sin. First Samuel chapter 8. I want you to see in this passage how rebellion against those who God has appointed is rebellion against God. A rebellion against those God has appointed is rebellion against God. We think, oh, I'm just rebelling against this person. In this case, Israel is saying, We no longer want Samuel as our judge or his children. It was more about his children. They were rising up. They weren't following God the way that Samuel did. Samuel was getting old. They said, Give us a king. Samuel goes to God and says, Ah, they're rejecting me as judge. What does God say? No, Samuel. But the things, but this thing displeased Samuel. They asked for a king giving us a king to judge over us. So Samuel prayed to the Lord, and the Lord said to Samuel, heed the voice of the people in all that they say to you, for they have not rejected you, but have rejected me, that I should not reign over them. To a rejection of those God has is a rejection of God. Because God says, this is how it's to be. And we said, nah, I don't like it. Who, who are you rejecting? Not the one he appointed, you're rejecting him. I'm going to also, I missed one. Many of you have rebelled against your bosses, the owner or the the person placed over you, whether in the military, whether at McDonald's, whether at whatever firm, whatever thing. Okay, I want to show you in a second the different ways we rebel, because we think it's just a rising up against, that is one of them. But we'll see many different ways that the Bible is displeased with your conduct in, in reference to those that God has appointed. So God sees it. I want you to see this. You're going to see it through all these passages I read. When you rebel against the given authorities, it is a rebellion towards God. 1 Samuel chapter 15. This is what the Bible says about, um, about this. Saul was was asked to do something. And... He doesn't do it. He thinks he does. I'm going to talk about that next week. He thinks he does, but he doesn't. Because of rebellion. Rebellion is caused by several things. Fear. You can write this down. This is very important. What's the root of it? Fear. Pride. Which then leads to vainglory. Fear. Pride. Or vainglory. Usually vainglory is that we're full-on, already have a hardened heart. But it'll, it'll start when you have a good heart, just through fear. The Lord says, tithe. You say oh, I won't be able to provide. That's disobedience to the word of God. And it comes from fear. So there's many things that we do. Our, our Your husband says, hey, I think we're supposed to do this. Ah... Uh, we don't think because we don't trust, uh, Fear. So we, re- we rebel against their leadership and we go a different way. And even worse, we have our children follow. Many times the children are watching the division in your household. And they're learning oh, everything dad says is, a, is, is an opinion. Because I'm watching, that's what it looks like. For mom, it's an opinion. And that's voiced right in front of the children. We're breeding rebellion from their youth. You come home and you talk about your boss. Right in front of your children. Rebellion being breeded. Oh, you don't have to respect your boss if you don't agree with him. Many things are breeding this from the youth. They're learning this sin. Because the Bible says we should honor. So rebellion is not contrary to it; it's going against that, and we've taught that that's okay. Dishonor is okay. It's not okay. So Saul thinks he's done, what the Lord has required of him, but he hasn't because he hasn't heeded. And he says it was for fear. He says, "Has the Lord um, has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings?" And sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord. Because they didn't kill everything he told them to kill. And Saul says, well, we were going to keep it for a while, but we were going to sacrifice it later. And the Lord said, I don't, want your, I don't want that as a sacrifice. I told you to kill it. Kill all the animals, kill all of those things, and they kept the best. They killed the, the ones that were worth nothing, and they kept the good stuff. And he says, well, we were going to make it as an offering to your God. He says, does God delight in offering above obedience? Sacrifice above obedience to his voice? He does not. Behold, obedience is better than sacrifice. Some of us, we come and make seed, but we don't tithe. You make an offering, but you're not on obedience to the other part. I've told you that. I said, don't give your seed if you're not tithing. It's a ready disobedience. You're ready in rebellion, and the Lord will not bless you. I'm okay saying that. A pastor might not say that to you. I'm telling you that. I'm honest with you. A pastor, he might know that, but he would just be nice to you, just get you there over 20 years. I want to provoke you into your blessing now. Yes. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Some of you are bringing witchcraft into your home, by not obeying your husband's direction that your kids are bringing witchcraft into your house in a sense by rebelling against your command. And the Bible says you should bring discipline and correction. But you love your kids and you want to be nice to them and so you very, you know, bless the rebellion, bless the witchcraft in your house. Because our culture says you can't discipline your children anymore. What is our culture doing? They're breeding a curse is what they're doing upon you and your family. Husbands shouldn't be listened to. You know, there's, there's this thing. We're just completely against God's order. They don't care. That's the whole point. How do we bring a curse on all of them? Ah, I can't bring a curse upon them. I've tried. God won't let me. But if you get them to rebel against God, they'll already be cursed. So send the women as prostitutes. Send them to go and and, and lure the men away. Then it will be easy to come against them. Because they they will have gone against God's ways. So that's what's happening. Those who are under the power of the world, which is the prince of the air, Satan, let us make it not okay for you to do anything. If you want to adopt a child, you have to say it's okay for them to be whatever, the LGBTQ, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, right? You have to be okay with that. This is where Daniel says, I cannot bow. And they say, well, you cannot have the child. I would say be wise as a serpent in how you answer those questions. You can use wisdom to where they, oh, that's a good answer. And you're like, yeah, just just wise as a serpent in you. So... um, (laughs) In the name of Jesus, but I'm not trying to say to obey against all the authorities, but there are things that they would like you to do that would bring a curse upon you in your home. And you just say, I I can't do it. I can't do it. I want to show you now a couple passages. And these are different ways. He says this also. He says, he says, rebellion is as the spirit of witchcraft, the sin of witchcraft. He says, um, stubbornness as Idolatry. To go and worship other gods? Being a stubborn. The Bible, um, Yahweh has to call Israel many times a rebellious, stubborn people. They have their way. God is like, well, this is my way. No. To stand against the ways of the Lord. They're stubborn. These are the children of Yahweh. These are his people that are doing this. So I'm not talking to the world Of course, they're in disobedience. They're under the power of the prince of the air. I'm talking those who are under the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Numbers 14.11, or verse 2. Let's go 14.2. And all the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron. And the whole congregation said to them, If we only had died in the land of Egypt, if only we had died in, uh, in in this wilderness... They're complaining against the direction, the leadership. And Caleb says in verse 6, or Joshua and Caleb said in verse 6, Joshua, son of Nun, Caleb uh, uh, said to the people, These are the ones who are among the spies, only do not rebel against the Lord. Their rebellion towards Aaron and Moses by their complaining. I want you to see it. Just complaining. Joshua and Caleb. These are are men that choose to follow the word of the Lord. They said, do not rebel against God. They didn't see it as a rebellion against Moses and Aaron. It was a rebellion against Yahweh. By complaining with their words. Okay, if I were to ask how many of you have done this, every hand in the room would go up. Everyone here has complained about their parents, has complained about a pastor, has complained about... Presidents has complained about. Their husband, whatever, right? It's a sin against Yahweh. Do not rebel against Yahweh. Their complaining against Moses and Aaron was rebellion towards the Lord. I want that to sink in. Most of us have a fear for the Lord, but we have no fear for those he's placed in. We have no respect, no honor for his order. So we go against it carelessly, without fear towards the Lord. And it's causing a curse. It's causing witchcraft to be that power. I'll talk about more about that next week. What that power really is, what it does to you, how it blinds you. we will show examples, multiple examples. You'll see it. It's it's identical. You know, I, I like to do that. Show you 10 different times. You'll see exact the pattern. Oh my gosh, it's all the way through. The same effect on the person for the the sin. The effect is the same. Oh no, that's the effect on my household. Oh no, that's the effect on my life. Yep, God has not changed. Oh, but we're under grace. Not to sin, but to live according to his will. Verse 11 and 12. Then the Lord said to Moses, how long will these people reject me? So not just Joshua and Caleb saw as a rejection of the Lord and rebellion against the Lord. Yahweh said to Moses, how long will these people reject me? How long will they not believe me? How, how many signs have I performed among them? I will strike them with pestilence. The Lord says, I'll kill them. We said, my God, the Lord's like, yeah, it's a cancer. I'll prune them. I'll remove them from amongst the people, so that the bad, the wickedness in them, doesn't spread to the rest. That's right. What does the Bible say to me, when as 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 um, apostle over this house, if someone's in sin, and you go to them first, you go to them and you speak to them, and they say, ah. He says, go with two, speak to them. If they say, "Ah," what does he say? And if they say, "Ah," what does he say? Why? Would Would we let someone do a seance in here? But if rebellion is as the spirit of witchcraft... would we let that happen? He says remove them. Let Satan have them. If they want to serve Satan, let Satan have them. That Christ may have them in the end. Meaning they may become aware of how blessed they were when they were in the house of the Lord. You want to serve Satan? Go serve Satan. But if you want to serve the Lord, serve the Lord. Choose this day whom you'll serve. But you won't serve Satan in this house. It's like the spirit of witchcraft. We don't want that here. I don't want like that power getting on anyone else. So the Lord said, I'm going to, to strike them, uproot them out of the people so the rest can be blessed. Now, Moses fights for them. Moses doesn't know yet. He fights for them. Oh no, God, don't do it. He does, he fights for them. Leave them, it's okay. We'll work, we'll be. he's being very pastoral. It's okay. We'll pastor them along. But later, they do it again. And after a while, he goes, kill them. <laughs> hey, well, get away. Back up. Everyone get out of the way. <laughs> get Because he realizes we didn't root it out, so it's still here. He goes, if I keep letting this thing, these people are never going to get the promise. God didn't give them the promise because of their rebellion. Do you know the promise was right available really quickly? If they would have just said yes to the word of the Lord every time, they would have got the promise, and they'd still be in it today. So me telling you, some of you are like, oh, this is hard. I want you to come into the promise. Not claim that you're in the promise while you're still in the wilderness. I don't want that. I want you to come fully into the promise and pick the land of promise. In every season. That's what I want for you. Okay, this is a longer passage. I'm not going to read all of it, so you can read it. Literally, printed on my page. It's three pages long. I'm not going to read all of it. Number 16. Okay, Two chapters later, he, he fought for them. Oh, no, God, be merciful. No, no. He says, okay, here's my mercy. They're going to die in the wilderness. None of them are going to come in. So there's a Renny, not good. They're never going to get the blessing. But God's not going to strike them dead. Okay. Not too long later, Two chapters. Korah. Only four of you know the story. (laughs) I want to be Korah. Let me tell you about Korah. Korah's, is. It says it in verse one who he is. His father. Who his father is. And his father was the son of Levi. So we have several generations. But they're a part of the Levitical line. They're to minister in the house of the Lord. This is a great honor. Chorus says, it says he rose up, and he says he raises up with other people. Before, so this is, before is just speaking against, so all y'all need to repent for speaking against, and stop doing it. Repentance is to turn away. Stop speaking death over Biden. Stop speaking death over your last pastor. Stop speaking death over any church leader. That's why I said, stop it. A couple weeks ago, I said, hey, any pastors in the house, stand up. Let's pray for them. They're not perfect, but their position in the kingdom is higher than yours. Be very careful. Someone came to me not too long ago, wanted to speak against Prophet Vera. I said, I would be silent. I would be silent. Your position is not the same level. Be silent. Well, I see. You're going to see a curse is what you're going to see. If you have something that's like, oh, I just don't know. You come to me and you ask questions. Don't bring your answers. Bring questions. How come? That's humility. Pride comes and says, I'm at this level. And let me speak. Yeah, we're going to see what happens when that happens. He says, I'll strike him with the <laughs> pestilence. That's what he said. They came and they complained against, and he says, strike them with pestilence. And Moses had to fight for them in prayer that it wouldn't happen. They're speaking against him, and he's praying for them. That's why I said, be careful. We'll see it in the New Testament as well, but let me... Now they're rising up against. It's only two chapters later. They were just speaking against, and now they want to rise up against. And he says this. They rose up against Moses... With some of the children of Israel, 250 leaders of the congregation, representatives of the congregation, men of renown. I want you to see this. Even other pastors in this house rising up against, let's say, Katie and I. It says, these are the leaders, the representatives rise up. For what? To take the highest position. They said, they are equal. They said this. Listen to what they said. You take too much upon yourselves. All the congregation is holy. Every one of them. And the Lord is among them. Do not exalt yourselves in the assembly of the Lord. They're telling Moses and Aaron, step down. Who do you think? You take too much upon yourselves. God's with all of us. This is what I said. Someone said to me, I see. I'm not saying you don't see. But it's not your position. It's a wife saying to her husband or us saying to our boss or us, whatever. You can come to your boss and ask questions about why he chooses to have certain systems or why she chooses to lead in a certain or why. But when you go against it, I disagree. And you go to your other employees. Yeah, I've been telling you this place is a mess. They just listen to me. Yeah, you're going to be cursed. Be careful, the Bible says, with every idle word you shall be judged. Be careful, church. Be careful how you speak about those who are in authority. And so I told her, I said, I would, I would be careful. I said, I will meet with you to hear, but when you come, bring questions. But there's been no respect, no honor for those that God has places. So we think we can just say whatever we want. You know, I've never found someone who has no sickness, no problems. Everything in their life is prospering, and they come to me complaining. They've learned how to honor. I'm dead serious. I haven't, I haven't had it. Someone whose life is, is abounding in every way, and they come, and they say, Ah, you know, I just, I haven't seen it. Their life is like that for a reason. Goes down. Moses said to Korah. Okay. Hear this. Son of Levi. So he's already got a little. His pastor's tones off. He's putting on his apostle. He said. Okay. Listen. Son of Levi. It's no small thing that God of Israel has separated you from the congregation. And brought you near to himself to do the work of the tabernacle. To stand before the congregation and serve them. That he has brought you near to him. And all of your brethren, the sons of Levi, with you. And, you are, and, and now are you seeking the priesthood also? So you're a Levite, but not a, not, not a descendant of Aaron, the priesthood. And now you want to sit in the priesthood. You want to put yourself above. This is the vain glory. This is pride and vain glory. This is no fear of the Lord. When you lack fear of the Lord, you'll, you'll lack honor. So when you have fear of man, it'll lead to rebellion against the Lord because you fear man over the Lord. But when you fear, the proper fear is the fear of the Lord, and it breeds honor and obedience to the Word of God. And he has lost his honor or fear of the Lord, and now he has lost his fear or respect or honor for those that God's order. Therefore, you and all of your company, have gathered against the Lord. They're like, no, we gathered against you. He's like, no, you've gathered against the Lord. The next verse, you've gathered against the Lord. Moses was very angry and he said to the Lord, don't hear, don't receive their offering. <laughs> They're gonna go make an offering. And they, they said, we won't come and do what you told us to do. We'll go and do the offering how we wanna do it. He says, don't receive their offering, Lord. Goes down and he says, the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron. Separate yourself from among the congregation. I will consume them in a moment. How does God feel about rebellion? He's not like, get out of the way. sunshine and rainbows. They're coming. Blessing is coming. No, I will consume them in a moment. Then they fell. This is Moses and Aaron. They fell in their faces. Oh, God the God of the spirit of all flesh, shall one man's sin, shall you be angry with the whole congregation? So the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to the congreg- congregation saying, get away from the tents of, of Korah. Get away from them. So they do. What happens? The earth opens and swallows them, their wives, their children, all of their possessions. I want you to see the results of it come on the whole family. Your rebellion affects your family. It doesn't just affect you. You're wondering, oh, why are my kids having so many problems? It might be you. It might be you. Okay, I'm going to move on. I spoke about speaking against rising up affects the full family, okay? Because everyone had to wander in the wilderness because of the rebellion. And everyone who rose up against died. Even those that just agreed with him. Yeah, you got a good point, Cora. Dead. Listen, you're bringing other people into your rebellion by your complaining. Don't join with people who gossip, complain. Don't do it. Don't join with them. Say, sounds like you have a problem with the boss, you should go talk to them. Sounds like you have a problem with your pastor, you should go talk to them. Sounds like you have a a problem with your husband, you should go talk to him. Sounds like you have a problem with your parents, you should go talk to them. You have a problem with your congressman, write him. I don't know, but don't talk to me. I'm just trying to work it out. Yeah, you're bringing me into your rebellion. I don't want any part of it. We already see how God feels about it. Both times, he's like, kill him. He He wasn't kind either time. Many of you in this room have spoken against someone else that is a leader in the church. They have a higher position than you. You've spoken bad about them. You didn't like how they ministered. You didn't like how they speak. You didn't like, you didn't like. You spoke against them. Repent. When you left that church or you whatever, you spoke against. Repent. You don't have to agree with somebody. But the way you speak and the way you act towards, be very careful. You can ask my wife. Every leader that I've had, I still have a relationship with. I have met with every one of them in the last three weeks. And I've said, "Could you show me a time that I've been disrespectful or re- rebellious or anything like this towards you? Will you, sh- will you? The one I met with the two, yesterday, two days ago, Friday. He says, Tom, never. I said, okay. I love you and I respect you. He said, I've always felt that from you. I said, thank you. I sat with my father. I said, Dad, if there ever was a time, forgive me. I repent for this time, this time, and this time. Forgive me. I don't want any of that to affect my family or my life. And I don't want to be out of step with the Lord. You have to humble yourself. If my people will humble themselves and pray. Humility is the one thing that Jesus marked himself by. We should mark ourselves by it as well. I want to show you another one. 2 Kings 5, 25 through 27. This is a story where Elisha has a servant. Um, and he, he he has someone who has leprosy come to him and say, say hey, you know I have a leprosy? <laughs> Wave your hand. You'll heal me. He says, no, go dip. He doesn't like it at first, but he does. If he didn't respond to the word of the prophet, would he have been healed? If he would have disobeyed the command of the prophet, he would not have been healed, would he? He finally humbled himself, because at first he says, we have better pools than this in our own land. I came all this way, and you want me to go dip in yours? I could have dipped in mine. And his servant says, hey, listen, if he would have waved his hand, you had have been fine with it. But he says, go dip. This is an easy thing. Go do it. And he says, that's true. Okay, he obeys. Dips is healed. Comes back. He says, I have gold, clothes, all this stuff. I want to bless you. And Elisha says, no, I don't want any of it. Take it with you. Elijah's servant sneaks out. Hey, 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 hey. Runs after the cherry. Yeah, yeah. He was just joking. No, he didn't say that. He said, he's, he lies, but he says, my master had a guest that just showed up. He didn't expect him. And he said, yeah, he'll take some of that stuff. He goes back, sneaks it, hides it. Comes back in. (sighs) Elijah's like, where have you been? He says, what do you mean? I've been here the whole time. He says, don't you know I was there in the spirit when you came down from the chariot? Say what? Pulling some Jedi stuff. He said, what? He says, the leprosy that was on him will be on you and your children forever. I want you to see this one. This one's very important. He did not have a direct command not to do something. This is very important, church. He did not have a direct command not to do something. He just did what he knew his master wouldn't want him to do. That something inside of him would say, you know, Elisha doesn't want you to do this. I'm going to do it anyways. I know my husband doesn't like this, but I'm going to do it anyways. I know my boss, as long as he doesn't find out. I know my pastor likes things this way, but he doesn't know yet. If he was like me, if he knew what I knew, then it's rebellion. It affected the whole family. Forever, he says. "That's I'm like, Elisha, come on. This is why the Bible says, not, even, not doing what you know the Lord would want you to do is a sin. Do you know that James says this? To not do what you know you ought to do is a sin. It's already rebellion. Some of us think it's doing what we know we not, shouldn't do. He says, yeah, yeah, and not doing what you, you know you should do. So, so if this is sin, this is lying. I know I shouldn't do it. But if this is caring for the poor and I don't do it, it's both is a sin. Both are rebellion. To do what I know I shouldn't do is rebellion. And to not do what I know I ought to do is also rebellion. So both of those. If you know you should, should serve as your, 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 your leader a certain way and you choose not to. Well, they didn't really ask me to. But you know you ought to. And you don't do it. Whew, it's getting heavy in here. Okay. All right. I'll relieve it a little bit here in a second. Okay, Hebrews 13, verse 17. Obey those who rule over you. Be submissive, for they watch over your souls. For those who must give an account, let them do it with joy and not with grief, for this shall not be profitable for you. It will not go well with you. Let them watch over you with joy and not grief, for this shall not be profitable to you. Now, I gave you all the different levels of God's authority. Whether it's his word, whether it's his church, whether it's governing authorities over, over nations and rulers and those things. Whether it's your husband, whether it's your parents, whether it's your boss, whoever it is. Let them rule over you with joy, not with grief. This is specifically speaking to the church leaders. They shall give an account. Romans 13:1 and 2 also gives us some uh, about um, governing authorities that God has appointed them, and that you should honor them. Okay, time for repentance. (laughs) Amen? We like this. This is good. Let it be pruned. Let's just take a second, and let's go through each time. The Word of God, when we know that we should do something and we don't do it, let's just take a time to repent. Amen? But make sure, I I like to kind of be very specific. If there's a certain area in the Word that I know I've just been like, just going to act like I didn't see that. You know? then I would repent and I would say, forgive me, Father, for judging your your law as if it's evil and choosing not to do it. Forgive me, okay? So let's say this today. Say, Father God, God, I confess. I I have rebelled rebelled against your authority authority and your word, word. against against the Spirit when he told me to do this or do that. And I did not listen. Or he told me, don't do this. And I did it anyways. I repent. Forgive me, Lord. By your blood, wash away the sin of rebellion. And I confess that I have rebelled against your prophets, apostles, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Leaders in your church. I've spoken against them. I've risen against them. I've complained against them. I've worked against them. them, But I repent. Forgive me, Lord. Wash away my iniquity. My transgression. And my sin. By your blood. Release my family. From any judgment. From these actions actions. and I confess and I I repent repent. for rising against my parents for For rebelling against them disobeying them them. dishonoring them them. speaking against them forgive me me. and I confess And confess. And and I repent this is for wives as a wife For rebelling against my husband's leadership. leadership, Speaking against him. him, Rising against him. Working against him. Forgive me. me. I turn away. away, And I choose to honor and serve. To to support and to encourage. encourage. Help me in this, Lord. Lord. By By your blood, wash away my sin. Husband, say this. Say, Father, Father, forgive me for every time time I didn't didn't cover my family family and sit sit in authority as the head of my house, but led my family contrary to your word, treated my wife in a way you would not have me, treated my children in a way... You would not have me or withholding discipline when I was supposed to discipline. Forgive me by your blood. Wash away my sin in Jesus name. Father God, I confess that I've spoken against governing authorities over this nation, this state and others. And I repent repent. for tearing them down with my words, for For murmuring against them. them. Forgive me. me. Give me wisdom wisdom. like you gave Daniel Daniel. how to stand stand. in an honorable way way. and not bow bow. to the power power. of the ruler of the the air. air. Give Give me wisdom in Jesus name. Now, oh bosses, so bosses, teachers, principals, anything like that, people who were given a position over you and you you went against them. So say, Father God, God, I confess confess that I have risen up, up, complained, complained, gossiped gossiped against teachers, teachers. Bosses, bosses, owners. That were over me. me. But I repent. repent. And I ask that by your blood. blood, Wash away my sin. sin. In Jesus name. name. Off of me. me. My family. In Jesus name. name. Amen. (sighs) Some of you might need to have meetings with some people. To repent. To your husband. To your parents. Just ask, forgive me. Lead your family in this way. To humble yourself. To show your humility. That you're not too puffed up. You're not too big. That you can't lower yourself and say, I've, I've worked against you. That's not my position. That was not my heart maybe. But I did it. And I repent. Amen? Let's come into alignment. Let's not expect God to walk with us if we're walking contrary to him. If you're walking contrary to his word and in today's message you were convicted, repent and say, okay, I'm going to do this now. Whatever it is, leave no part of your life outside of the blessing of the Lord. Walk with him and receive the blessing. Amen? Okay. Now say this. Spirit of rebellion. Spirit of rebellion. You're not for me. You're not for me. I, I, I renounce you. I renounce you. And I command you. I command you. Leave me. If you're married, say, leave my marriage. If you have children, say, leave my children. Leave my household. In Jesus' name. Let's say it together. Say, get out of my life. Witchcraft, out of my life. Rebellion, out of my life. Pride, out of my life. Fear, out of my life. Vainglory, out of my life. In Jesus' name, Lord, Lord deliver, me deliver me and my family. And I Amen. 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 Want to do something really quick? If any of the second-year leaders or disciples—this is um, third-year uh, students or above—had a word of knowledge or any of that. Um, for healing or anything like that for the people during the service. You felt something, the Lord spoke something to you. I want you to come forward, and uh, we're going to speak them real quick. We're going to bless you. If any of those related to you, you'll come up, receive prayer. The rest of us will be blessed as we go, okay? So Amy had something. Anyone else, leaders, anything? Okay, I'll give give something. If you have a shoulder issue, that was yours? Okay, shoulder. Um, um, We want to pray for you. Can I get the leaders just in general to come forward? Um, we want to pray for you. Uh, sh- what else? Um, whoa, whoa. Like TMJ, something to do with the jaw. Um, and then also um, left ankle. I, I feel like there's something to do with the left ankle. Yeah, come on. Shana, come on. Um, and then um, this upper back region right here. I just saw kind of a neck over and I felt these, these um, bones right here. And I I just back, lower back specifically, and for, I I was feeling like this area over here, so if that's you, if any of you, it's fine, you can come forward, we pray for you, but if there's anyone in that area right over there that has back, we'd like to pray, see healing, amen, all right, the rest of you can stand up, if that wasn't for you, want to pray a blessing, do the work this week, do the work, wives, have conversations with your husbands, repent, ask for forgiveness, Families, pray, talk to your parents, any of those things. Kids, sit down at the, whenever it is with your parents. Repent, whatever it is, to, to just bring your family into that divine alignment of honor, okay? So go ahead and lift up your hands. I want to pray the priestly prayer over you. Father God, bless your people and keep your people. Make your face to shine upon your people. Be gracious to your people. Lead them by your spirit. Fill them with your peace. I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Bless you guys. If you want prayer for anything else that wasn't even called out, we'd love to pray for you. You just wait in lines in each one of these areas. And when there's a space that opens, we'll pray for you. Bless you guys.